As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I want to share with you um, something uh, that the Lord has uh, dealt with me so lovingly, so graciously this last eight, nine days. And uh, it has a theme, freedom. And the Lord taught me a fresh new way, a fresh new perspective, a fresh new experience of what freedom really is. And so this morning um, at the 8 a.m. service, I shared and read first of all, from Isaiah 53. I can do that very quickly with you now um, and then move on. Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Verse 4, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Anyone grieving today? Anyone sorrowful? Know that Jesus has already carried it for us. He has. He has done it. Not will do it, not is doing it, but has done it. It is done. Verse 5 says, He was wounded for our sins or our transgressions. Anyone feel like you have sinned and there is no forgiveness? I have good news for you. That Jesus already took our sin, took our transgression upon Himself. He paid the price so that we don't have to pay the price that we can't pay. He paid that price already. It is done. The chastisement or the punishment for our peace, you know, we lost our peace because of sin. But He gained it back for us and He paid the price for that. He took the punishment, our punishment, He took it upon Himself. And by His stripes, hallelujah, we are healed. Not will be healed only, not is being healed, but are healed. Another translation says whole. And whole is also a very good word because whole is a very whole word. It's a very holistic word. It doesn't just mean healing in your body. It also means healing in your mind, in your heart, in your finances. Whole. It's really good to be whole. Uh, to be a whole person means to be a complete person, lacking nothing. Why and how? Because Christ did it all for us. Now, if you believe it, say amen. Now let's read on verse 6. 
And we, like sheep, have gone astray, and we have turned everyone to his own way. We have been selfish. We have been self-seeking. We have been greedy. We have been thinking about our own comfort, and uh, we have sinned. But the good news is, the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity, the sin, the transgression, the wrong, the mistake of us all. Come on, somebody praise the Lord. Amen? He has done it all for us. But the Bible begins by saying, who has believed this? The power is not just in knowing God's Word. The power is in believing. Because when you believe, and you know you believe, it's when you live it. In fact, if I can break the word believe, it's two words. Be and live. Be what you believe. Be it and live it. Don't just say it. Don't just think it. Live like you believe. Are you with me? Live like you believe you are free. Be free in Jesus' name. Amen? Now, I shared with the morning service at 8 a.m. I said, I have just come through a fight of eight days. I came back from Japan feeling tired, but I really didn't know how tired I felt. And it started when I was invited two Fridays ago to speak at a bank, Alliance Bank to be specific. Alliance Bank has a Christian fellowship and they invited me and I haven't spoken in a bank fellowship for a long time. I think the last time I spoke in a bank fellowship, it was HSBC. And I think that was 20 over years ago. And this time round, I said yes. Even though I was tired, I said yes, I'll do it because, you know, it's great to go out there and to meet people that you don't usually meet. And in the midst of worship, I felt like I couldn't stand up. I don't know why, but I felt dizzy. I felt lightheaded. I thought maybe I was just tired. But I didn't want to sit down. I just stood up and, you know, continued to praise God. But you know, from that tired feeling came a nauseous feeling. You know, sometimes when you're tired, you feel like just throwing up. And I felt, oh God, what's happening, you know? And then suddenly, I started to shiver a little bit, you know, like turn cold. And I thought, what in the world is going on, you know? And I said, Lord, please just at least help me preach. Okay? I don't want to say, you know, I'm tired or I'm sick. And then come all the way and then, you know, I said, Lord, be glorified in this body that's weak, in this body that's not perfect. I know that, you know that, everyone knows that. We are all weak and in need of God's grace. But God, I'm a weak vessel, but you be my strength. So I thank God there was a table there with some of my materials and I was able to stand at that table and for once, I never moved when I was preaching. If you see your pastor never move when he's preaching, huh, pray for him because something is not quite right. I had to hold on to the table for support. And then I preached. And then I got excited. And then my hands started to move. And then the Holy Spirit came upon me and then He gave me the grace. And then after that was lunch. When I was walking to lunch near that uh, bank, I was a little bit wobbly. And you know, I kept the smile going because it was lunch. And even though I'm not well, lunch is still lunch. As you can see, I love food. I, I decided to go for lunch and then I went back home. And then I, I uh, went back straight home and, and I said to King Yak, who was driving me, I said, brother, I, I, I don't feel well. I, I, let me just go home and rest. That was a Friday. Went home and rested and began to pray. I said, God, please, I don't know what's going on. Help me, you know. Uh, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, help me. Is it just tiredness? So I put in some supplements, like any good 
Christian word. Uh, I don't know what I put in, like, you know, some M way stuff, some I am the way, the truth, and the life stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then I had to leave for Singapore the next day. So as I was going to the airport, I was feeling like, oh, I said, Lord, I was really praying. I said, God, I have to travel. And traveling like that, uh, it's one of the worst things to do, you know. Because you're alone, you're walking to your plane, you're waiting for your flight, you're in the flight, you know, it's uh, claustrophobic, it's, uh, you know, the food is not great, uh, the weight is not great, and then uh, taking the taxi, going to my hotel, uh, and then waiting, and then having meetings after meetings, and two services to do. Today I have four services to do. Uh, but it's good, because I want to tell you, uh, something has happened, God has the victory, I'm healed, I'm well, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, Okay. So I believe that with God's strength, I can do four services with a smile. But um, I did two services in Singapore feeling like that. You know? So I think if you watch the video, you probably not also see me move very much in Singapore last Sunday. Then Monday came. I came back. I was saved. I praised God for that. I thought it was high blood pressure. Okay? Because Quan Chin, la, Quan Chin had to go to the hospital for high blood pressure. So sometimes uh, in life, very funny one, no? when something happens to somebody else and then you feel something, you always think that it could be. Are you with me? Life is like that one, no? It's like, huh, could it be? Just because you heard somebody had something, somebody had flu, maybe I had the flu, uh, somebody has high blood pressure, went to hospital, maybe I, that's why I'm wobbly. Uh, and uh, it affects you, I know. So then uh, we called uh, Yenshan and said, Yenshan, I think I will need my full medical checkup now. Uh, she asked me to consider it about a year ago. And, uh, you know, sometimes medical checkup, you know, it's like going to a dentist. Uh, you only go when, you know, you're really in pain. Um, but, you know, medical checkups are good and, and you should go, try to go yearly. Huh? And uh, so I, I, I booked myself in and went, thank you for the fan, uh, and went on a Tuesday. I remember the Tuesday was raining, you know, cats and dogs, it was so heavy. Tuesday morning, I think. And Tuesday morning, I, I, I remember, and uh, I put on ways, you know, uh, where uh, Yenshan told me to go. And uh, uh, I got there about one and a half hours later, okay? It, it was raining, it was jammed, it was, you know, and Waze already brought me through the shorter route. Uh, anyway, got there, and I'm hoping that they can tell me what's wrong. And they checked my uh, blood pressure, it was 158 over 101. And Quan Chin went into hospital at 141 over 101. And I'm still walking around at 158. So, of course, I went like, God, I knew it! I knew it. And I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to die. I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, someone better uh, 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 check me into the hospital right now. And I could feel, you know, the more you think about it, uh, the more worried you get. Yes or no? Come on. The more wobbly you get, you know, the more you lose your balance. And it's not just physical balance. Sometimes the balance in life, the balance in your finances, the balance in your relationship, the balance. Because do you know that everything ha actually happens in the mind? Do you know that the battleground is actually the mind? The mind is actually the devil's workshop. He likes to work in our minds. But the Bible also says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed. Be transformed by the renewal or the renewing of your mind. So they said, hey, this is too high. I'll check you again. So I said, no, no need to check, must be, must be. You know? And I really felt bad. I really felt like, you know, that my wife was not around. You know, sometimes in these kind of situations, you want your loved ones to be around you. 
it's like a Korean movie. I don't know why. Uh. Korean movies so easily just play in our minds. Although, uh, I've never watched one. No? I've never watched one. I just know that people cry during Korean movies, you know. And so, wow, you know, and then it's raining outside. You know, and my wife's not around. Nobody understands. I had to park my car, come in the rain. Umbrella not really working. Wet a little bit. Parking so expensive. Yen-chan is laughing. She knows. And uh, then I walk in and nobody knows me. Yen-chan also not there. They check me again. Uh, sir, I think we need to check you again. Okay. Better now, better now. 157. Over 105. I said, nurse, shouldn't I be in the hospital? I just had, you know, again, Quan Chin on my mind, the Quan Chin. You know, he went in at 141. I'm 157. I said, no, sir. I checked because sometimes machine can be wrong. Machine can be wrong. So she took her stethoscope and she took the old machine and she put it, you know, right here. Uh, and she began to press. Hey, see? I knew it. I said, what? It's only 130 over 80. I said, check again, can I not? Oh, this one very accurate one, sir. You heard, no, you heard, I heard nothing. No, you heard, right? No, I didn't hear anything. You are the one with the stethoscope, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. I was quite kind of like worried because she does look like she was about 110, but, uh, but her hearing was very, very clear. So she goes again, 130 over 80. And it does something to you, I know, this kind of good news. It just suddenly causes you to think, oh, then I, I'm not dying today. You know what I'm trying to say? And, uh, but I don't know why, as I felt better and, you know, began to praise the Lord and confess God's word and say, by His stripes, I am healed, right? I said it a couple of times, said it a couple of, couple of times. And then I went home and I felt worse. I think maybe after every medical checkup, you're supposed to feel worse, I'm not sure. Uh, because you, you went through the treadmill, Right? Can you imagine uh, if a person really had a heart problem uh, and you ask them to run five times uh, or on five levels? Want to die still? Want to run? Come on, la, nurse. Help me a little bit. La. You run, la, I watch you. I learned a few things. First of all, let me tell you this, uh, Christians. You need to learn to fight. Fight for your right that has been given to you freely by Christ. Your healing has already been bought by Christ. Do you know, uh, He did not go through so much whipping uh, for fun. Turn to your neighbour and say, it was not for fun. Jesus didn't actually have to go through whipping. Actually, uh, everything that He went through, uh, He chose. If Jesus didn't choose, see, I'm walking down now. 
If Jesus didn't choose, they could not do it to him. You need to understand that. That is how powerful the Lord Jesus Christ was. He could call and 12 legions of angels would come. That's what he said. Don't worry. They cannot do to me what I have not allowed them to do. So one of the things he allowed them to do is to whip him. With a whip that was made, the historians will tell you, the whip was not just a simple whip. It had glass and it had bones. And so when the whip went onto the body of anyone that was being whipped, it will not only whip, it will get stuck and then when the person pulls it, it will pull, pull your flesh out. So it's not just, it was, okay? And then another time, so it, it, it tears flesh out. It tears skin out. It might even tear your bones out. This is what Jesus went through, but every stripe had a sickness paid. In fact, when scientists and when historians count a whip of a Ro Roman soldier, they will count, they will go like, okay, historically, this is how a whip looked like. And when they counted, and when they, when, when, when they realized what the Bible spoke about, stripes, they actually counted and they realized it was so many. I'm not sure right, right now how many. Someone here could remember. It could have been 159 or something like that, okay? But when they realized, they realized it was 159 there are 159 categories of sicknesses in the world. That's what the doctors and historians realized that Jesus had to do. Uh, it was not just Jesus going there, oh, whip me lah. Okay, now let's go. He's like, okay, hold on, hold on. I haven't covered cancer. Whip me again. Okay, hold on. I haven't covered HIV, AIDS. Do it again. Now, he didn't say do it again but he knew how much he had to cover. So I want to I tell, I'll tell you now uh, that every sickness, every disease was paid for already. Now this, uh, many of you already know. The problem sometimes is, not always, but the problem sometimes is we don't take the word and make it flesh. I'm, I will explain to you what I mean. See guys, for eight days, I was wobbly, dizzy, light-headed, and feeling sick, I couldn't go anywhere. In fact, I missed some really important meetings. I missed a prayer meeting that I never miss. I was so sad about that. But I had to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 4.30 in the morning if I had to make it for that. And already I was, you know, not in the zone. And I thought to myself, okay, I also have to be wise. So I won't, okay, I'll miss this one. But I was really hurting because I never miss a press uh, service, uh, especially on Friday mornings. I miss a barbecue that we had planned for so long so that I can meet new people in our church. I didn't get to go there because at that night, I was getting ready to go and I was not feeling too good. And I had just had to sit. Do you know when you are feeling like that, you just have to sit down, right? You just have to sit down. I feel like that. Now, the Word must be made flesh. You and I know Jesus paid the price already, yes. You know that He took your sin, Yes. You know that He took your sicknesses, amen? You know that He paid the price, amen? Now, when somebody said, I paid the price, that, that means that you don't have to pay for it again. If somebody said, I've forgiven you, means you don't have to be forgiven again. If somebody, uh, or, or at least for that, you know, the, the, the same uh, sin, you don't have to. Now, we all know this, friends. We all know this. But why sometimes do we still not see a breakthrough? And so the Lord taught me something. Because today I stand before you healed. 
after eight days of fighting. These were some of the thoughts that the Lord taught me and I want to teach you. Is that okay? And then after that, I want to pray for you. The first thought is that the Word must be made flesh. For Jesus, the Son of God, to actually come down and become human, He had to go into a woman's womb. That woman was called Mary a Virgin. She was married to a man called Joseph, but the child was of God. Don't ever think that God cannot make a child. He could make Adam out of the dust. God could breathe into just sand and dust. He can make life out of nothing. So he breathed life into a virgin named Mary. And through the natural process, this baby called Jesus had to be in the darkness of a womb for nine months. And I want to just challenge you with this thought that sometimes when we go through things in our lives, before the breakthrough happens, we could just be in the darkest place. All breakthroughs come out from a dark place. When God formed the earth, it was dark and without form. And then God said, let there be light. Breakthrough and light comes out of a place of darkness. And if you feel like you are in your darkest moment now, I want to tell you there is good news. But you must allow the Word to fester, the Word to become flesh, the Word to be in that womb. And you need to carry that womb. I'm talking to both men and women. Carry that Word and bring it forth in its time. You see, with every baby that's in a womb coming forth to its fullness, nine months, it will have to be birthed. So I want to tell you this, that your breakthrough will have to be birthed. Your breakthrough will have to be birthed. And so, when that breakthrough is birthed, it will show that I have actually been nurturing that word in the darkness of my womb where the fingers are forming, you know, the, the flesh is forming, the skin is forming and it's not just a word plucked out from heaven but it's beginning to form. There's, 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 it's now be, are, you, are you with me guys? I'm preaching here. I'm preaching. I hope you catch it. Something is forming. Once upon a time, there was no form, no shape in that word that was hanging down from a tree and you go like, yeah, I know he died for my sins. Yeah, I know he died for my sickness. But you know, you know in your brain, but has it become flesh? Have you allowed that word to come down and impregnate you? Everyone in this church right now, you have a spiritual womb. Guy and girl. And their womb can be empty. But God is about to impregnate you. And he's about to bring the word that's up there, the word that's hanging on the tree, the word that's hanging in heaven, the word, the word Jesus was once upon a time with the Father in heaven, but the word had to come down. The word had to come down, otherwise we have no saviour, no healer, no hope, no breakthrough. That word had to come down and become flesh. Kenneth Chin has got eight days to make that word flesh. So in the womb, in the darkness of me feeling, oh God, am I dying? 
Why did I just come back from a, a, a medical checkup and feel worse? Why every time I claim and, and suddenly I get better and then I get worse and then I feel bad? And then Satan throws something at me again. You know, Satan, I tell you what, uh, he is also in this fight. He doesn't want you to break through. He doesn't want you to have victory. And how many of you know that Satan is a liar? And he cannot tell any truth. He, there's no truth to be found in Satan. He is the father of lies, the Bible says in John chapter 8. He's the father of lies. He creates lies. And some of us have been living under that lie. But no, guys, ladies, gentlemen, brothers and sisters, no. Do not allow the enemy to have victory. He's a liar. So you know the word, but the word needs to become flesh. Another way to say it is, the Bible says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit